that that is a Russian disinformation campaign. Which today we learned was all due to Russian trolls. Hey everyone, this is Austin. And this is Jasmine. And you're listening to Russian Disinformation. So we got a brand new jingle, thanks to moi. I am now a producer. I am DJ. OG. <laughs> oh, yeah, OG. <laughs> I'll try to think about it. I am not that creative, apparently. I uh, hope you guys like that new jingle. I had a lot of fun doing it. That was pretty perfect. And then also the inauguration pass, and I'm sure we're all aware of how shitty it's been. Jasmine. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully everybody's yeah. at least a little bit cognizant to realize the bullshit that has commenced in the last seven days. Literally, it's been yeah. seven days and 37 executive orders later, and here we are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, what was it, like 60,000 jobs are gone? I've heard between 60 and 70,000 jobs are gone. That's fucking insane. That's so bad. And then, like, New Mexico. My favorite thing is New Mexico is all big mad. They're like, hey, Biden, we voted for you, but you're really fucking us. Like, they voted for him big time. Like, it was like 54% Biden, 43% Trump. And now they're all mad that Biden is making us uh, dependent on Syrian oil. Exactly. Like, okay, you didn't see that coming? I'm confused. Yeah. Everybody said that. Everyone. Shocked. Shocked Pikachu face. I know. I also love how Sean King is like, it's day seven. He hasn't discussed police reform. Um, no fucking shit. He hasn't. He does not. He's care. the fucking cops. He's the literal cops. I know. <laughs> like, you literally voted for the police. You voted the feds in. Congratulations. Okay. Like, here's your clown shoes. <laughs> On top of the fact that the pipe worker, like the pipeline, uh, union what right before the election they were endorsing joe biden and how he's such a great candidate for unions and then here they are like oh why did you do that you just destroyed our industry really he told yeah. you he was going to destroy your industry trump told yeah. you he was going to ban fracking and then him and kamala were like jk no we're not first day bans fracking um okay you get what you vote for. I bet everyone in Pennsylvania is punching the air right now. <laughs> <laughs> Simultaneously. I know. Uh, Pennsylvania people punching the air, Syrian kids crying, but thankful <laughs> that LGBTQ bombs are bombing them. Antifa and still burning down. Everything. Yeah. Antifa, yeah. Uh, American troops going into Iraq because uh, ISIS is back, everybody. <laughs> Who would have thought in one week we've destroyed more jobs, destroyed a lot. And these jobs aren't just anything like little jobs. These are six figure good jobs. So we destroyed high paying jobs, raised the price of insulin and EpiPens. While the COVID vaccine causes anaphylactic shock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. And you you have to laugh. 
I know, and he can't change like all his tweets, dude. He, uh, I was watching Memeology, and he it was like a two-minute video of, and it was a one minute and thirty seconds, or like one minute and forty-five seconds of fucking Joe Biden tweets, just saying how he has a plan, and they're gonna start it on day one, and that they're gonna have this magnificent thing worked out, and then all of a sudden, Joe Biden is like, "We can't change the trajectory of this pandemic." He's like, "The <laughs> plan like, is that we have no plan." <laughs> sometimes just not doing anything is the best plan jasmine isn't that some fucking zen buddha just shit just take the wheel since he's a devout catholic yeah but why did that rabbi said that he's proud to be his rabbi and then he did some like <laughs> jewish ceremony did you hear that did yeah you, joe biden said, do that anything joe biden wants to be he he self-identifies as a progressive warmongering jewish catholic who supports abortion oh my god okay but you know what the best part about all this was when he said he didn't know what he was signing and then he signed it anyways oh yeah that was that was pretty (laughs) we did it joe we ruined america (laughs) (laughs) i'm done uh mall's been real quiet oh yeah no she's been on tiktok But with her stepdaughter her stepdaughter is fucking wild too no but i'm saying the best part in the last seven days was the fucking dog whistling hunger games inauguration yeah that inauguration was pure theatrics between the thirty thousand national guard troops and lady Uh, wearing a literal hunger games outfit i don't know where i there was like where i could put my attention to first i mean they had chrissy teague in there if that's not trying to call out every Pizzagate conspiracy theorist, I have no idea what is. Uh, no, I made a list. I actually went through the list of who is affiliated with Pizzagate at that inauguration. And obviously the Clintons. I'm surprised that Bill Clinton was there. Didn't he like, wasn't like there was suspicion on the cue boards that he was dead or something like, and then Obama was arrested. And like 50 times. <laughs> I'm just surprised he stayed awake. <laughs> Oh, I know, right? Oh, he literally fell asleep. I forgot. Yeah. No, it was because there wasn't some young hot singer there like Ariana Grande or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on. Okay, so there was John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, Obama's, the Clintons, the Bushes, you know, all the fancy dancy politicians that were part of it. Uh Lady Gaga and Tom Hanks. I know hosted and- by Tom Hanks. Okay. Yeah. Hosted by Tom Hanks, and he's like so fucking irrelevant. You know, know what I mean? Tom Hanks. Okay, what what is the last thing Tom Hanks did? Got COVID back in like in the beginning in Australia. Oh yeah, okay. He's like the COVID superstar who was like trapped yeah. in Australia. Yeah, that that's about it. Other than that, like I can't think of a single thing that makes him remotely relevant. And then John Legend performing for the Celebrate America. Did anyone watch that, by the way? Like, I'm kind of curious what the ratings were for the inauguration because that information has been awfully quiet. I honestly feel like the only people who were watching it were people who were waiting, like the Q people, who were waiting for this mass arrest and swarm. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I I was watching it on Newsmax, and at one point they had, like, a technical error. And then you're like, like, this is it? (laughs) And the video cut out, and I was like, oh, my God this is it it's really <laughs> like oh we have technical difficulties i'm like okay is everybody just trolling us right now yeah that's what i'm saying like 
on top trying of, to like, make the their gulag list longer by i don't whistle blowing or dog whistling everybody to actually believe this shit is legit like random well, blackouts how- at the white house last night what i didn't know that but i knew that comet pizza started bopping lady gaga music at protesters <laughs> <laughs> like you just cannot make this shit up how has this only been one week i know well that was just six hours <laughs> at inauguration <laughs> But, like, another thing to be said about that is, like, the beautiful symbolism of how the elites and the politicians are all safe and sound in the capital, surrounded by, you said 30,000 troops? Uh, Fact check, it's actually 60,000 troops. (laughs) (laughs) There is more troops at the state capital than there are in uh, in the, what is it, Iraq or the Middle East. I'm pretty sure it's all. Take a breather for a second. (laughs) I know, right? We got to save them for the Trump supporter insurgents. But. You know, the inauguration was just, just it was just beautiful symbolism. How the elites and everybody, no, you know, no social distancing or anything. They're all just chilling in the Capitol, surrounded by barbed wire, celebrating, surrounded by barbed wire fence. Lady Gaga dressed like she's in the fucking Hunger Games. And guards. Yeah, armed guards with no ammo, I guess. I don't know. Apparently guns don't work and walls don't work, but they're perfectly fine for them to celebrate. Well, we all suffer. Yeah, guns for me and none for thee. And then, like, also, did you hear about Pelosi asking them to use machine gun, the mounted machine gun turns on citizens? Yeah, I'm like, um, okay. You want to mow down just random people? I'm confused. Like, at what point would that even be necessary? Or okay. I guess this is just the craziest shit. I don't know how the Capitol storming turned into Pearl Harbor. Well, it's the neoliberals 9-11. I mean, literally, it's the neoliberals 9-11 because now that's like, it's kind of ushering in this whole new uh, Patriot Act 2.0 that Adam Schiff introduced back in the 19, not 1990s, uh, that introduced back in September of 2019. And everyone's been kind of sitting on it. Isn't but, it kind of uh, funny how Adam Schiff wanted like a war on domestic terror in 2019, like the end of 2019? When, at what point, why would that have been necessary in 2019? Well, white supremacy, like that's all it is. It's just to go against uh, what they deem white supremacists and right alt right terrorist groups, which which I they mean, that include would... the Proud Boys in that. No, they did not include the Proud Boys. What in that. actually? That's, did they that's realize? Canada. Oh shit! People are starting to realize that the Proud Boys are largely a Hispanic group. No, that was Canada that rec- recognized them as a terrorist group. But I don't think they actually officially recognize them as a terrorist group. They they're talking about it. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure on that because that's Canada, you know. Apparently, we're Canada's big mad at us anyway because of that Keystone Pipeline. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another <laughs> thing that might have been manager of the United States. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing they did is uh, uh, worsen tensions between Canada and, uh, and the U.S. Uh, but yeah, it's just the way this is going is not going to be good. At this point, you and I are going to be in the gulags. Everybody listening is going to be in the gulags. And I've been listening to the uh, to this book, or I just actually got the bridge version, which is still like 26 hours long, is um, the Gulag Archipelago. 
I 100% recommend listening or reading that. It's insane. So far, it's about people being arrested just for nothing. And then these people who are getting arrested, they get arrested by basically anyone. And they like the arrestee or the arrestors, like the KGB will just dress up as like, you know, a movie attendant, a taxi driver. They'll even pose as like a new date you're going on and just straight up arrest you as a political descendant. So basically a process server. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's a fucking Seth Rogen in Knocked Up. <laughs> it's just fucking Seth Rogen going around arresting everybody. <laughs> but yeah. Dude, that, so that kind of brings me to what happened with uh, Brandon Straka, I think is how you say his last name. Uh, that is uh, scary am, to me. He has been yeah. such a big voice in the for the right as of these last couple of years, being an outspoken gay ex-liberal he has really shined a light on how the left is not representing him anymore and pretty much just the hypocrisy of the things that they do and he spoke at the uh event on the 6th and he spoke i think was he i think he was the opening speaker so he's not just some random QAnon shit poster he is has a legitimate movement that had millions of followers which he was, his accounts were all nuked. And now he's been arrested by the feds, like the actual yeah. FBI. Yeah, his family turned him in. But for what? Everybody knew he was there. Everybody well, knew that he is outspoken. How well, did he because- incite violence by saying that they don't speak for him? Or, and this is where things get muddy. How do you define a white supremacist domestic terrorist these people aren't wearing hoods and burning crosses and killing people these are just people who are saying hey we're against neoliberalism we're against the radical left ideas we have a different opinion than you and they're being stormed by the fbi well that's that's the thing uh glenn greenwald's uh article the war on domestic terrorism really breaks this down beautifully uh we posted that in the russian disinformation channel on telegram so i i a hundred percent recommend giving it a good read it's insane um but that's that's the thing this isn't about you know fighting domestic terrorism this is just, just all it is is about criminalizing speech association protesting in opposite uh you know opposition and dissenters and anyone that speaks against the narrative or anyone that speaks against um, the uh, establishment. And, and like, again, it's like, he breaks it down to the point where it's like, okay, it's not, if you think as a conservative, this is about defeating the left, like that's, you're wrong. That's not what this is about. Just not just 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago, remember that liberals were anti-establishment, anti-war, anti-big banks, all that stuff. And they were, like Occupy Wall Street was kind of like they're trying to paint them in a light like they are terrorists or they are yeah. bad. Remember that? Yeah. Like it was edgy to be a liberal back then. And I like that's how I would still classify myself. Like I was that, you know, I am that liberal because I'm not. That's why I see the parties are shifting in a way, which is what they're I was just, uh, talking about earlier. I feel like now the left is the establishment. The left is overtaking the media, warmongering against freedom of speech they're the ones who are putting a little bow on tyranny 
they say, oh, okay, well, we love everybody, Black Lives Matter, white supremacy, and have all these scary buzzwords that make it so if you're against them, you're full of hate, you're the enemy. They're, the uh, new war on domestic terrorism is basically villainizing half of the country and turning the other half of the country against them. It's literally making citizens enemies, an enemy of the state. 75 million Americans. Well, and that's just, you know, that's from what I've been researching. I've been on like a really huge, uh, like Soviet Russia, KGB propaganda rabbit hole for the last few weeks. It's, it's kind of crazy. And it's kind of, and I don't want to say that I'm definitely not an expert on it, but this is classic communist, fascist, uh, totalitarian, uh, like it's it's just it's just uh what's what am what am the word like a tactic yeah it's a tactic like they're just pinning us against each other and i will i don't want to i'll save the bleeding liberal rants about how we need to get working together but people really need to start realizing like this this new uh war on domestic terrorism they're just going to keep moving the goalposts this isn't protecting this isn't to protect people from white supremacy any real person that is aware of what's going on knows that white supremacy neo-nazis and the kkk is is not that big of a deal like it's they're shitty people and they are they're shitty people yeah but it's not like they're taking over our entire country and government and are infiltrating every part of our system yeah, they're not. It's it's literal communists and Marxists that are doing that. That's the crazy thing. Like this isn't this isn't this is just some boogeyman that were that the uh, kind of like back in 9-11, 9/11 how they stirred up they stirred the pot with uh, Middle Eastern like Middle Eastern people Muslims like, exactly oh, Muslims the Muslims, yeah, the Muslims. Is, now it's the white supremacists white supremacists yeah exactly we and went from a twenty year war on terror to a new war on domestic terror we're just yeah moving the goalposts and changing the enemy and soon that'll be everybody people laugh now because they don't agree but just wait like tulsi gabbard for instance she identifies as a democrat which she's really a centrist but she's like a normal thinking individual she even sees the implications of this she knows this is dangerous she actually has left congress which is kind of upsetting because she was a really strong voice of reason, but she now is outspoken about how juvenile people act in Congress and how this kind of rhetoric is getting pushed and nobody's listening to reason and how it starts here and will end there. You know what I mean? Like it starts with Trump supporters and it's going to end with all of us. At what point are you going to say something that's quote unquote wrong? At what point are they going to make certain speech illegal? Well, they're already doing that. So, uh, again, back in the Glenn Greenwald uh, article, he's talking about the definition of uh, inciting violence or to incite violence. So we all know that Trump did not incite violence with his speech at the Capitol. We listened to that live. We watched it live. There's absolutely nothing in his speech that said, to you know to storm the capitol he says to march to the capitol and have our voices heard which is and he very, said peacefully march yeah and he, yeah exactly and he said verbatim to march to the capitol and have our voices be heard which 
is not inciting violence. But the thing is, is that they're trying to, it seems like they're trying to um, bastardize the term inciting violence. And there's a couple of court cases that protect, that basically protect us, um, our free speech, because we can say whatever the fuck we want. And anyone could take that and go and do something awful. Like, I think there is like three people who have actually done domestic terrorism in the name of AOC, because she told them to, but you don't see AOC getting charged with that. And then I have, I have a few people already on this list. Uh, AOC for one being a starter, uh, Maxine Waters telling them Hers was Maxine Waters was direct inciting of violence she said make them uncomfortable go up to these people in restaurants in stores and tell them that they're not welcome make them uncomfortable can you please explain to me how that is not a direct call for violence yeah exactly and then uh the michigan i think she was either either a house or senate rep uh cynthia johnson when she did that little video and she was like you Trump supporters better be afraid. We're going to come get you. And all she did was just leave, get her fucking seat uh, on a, like a committee strip from her. Yeah. But she and never, she's still she representing never, people. Yeah. And she's still representing people. Like it's wild. Like it's just, it's all hypocrisy and we all see it. It's just so bright, plain as day now. And I, and I'm trying to, you know, I, the one reason why I'm really starting to dive into this KGB brainwashing shit is because I really want to learn how to um quote unquote deprogram people like how to snap people out of this yeah because- like dude this isn't a political right and left issue this is a people versus a police state issue i feel like we always come across as really like pro trump really right wing which i'm trying to remain like as unbiased as possible so that both sides will listen to us and maybe retain some information but at this point i feel like a lot of people who are left leaning need to be snapped out of it. Not really deprogrammed, I won't say, but Hey, you guys listen, there's another side, be open to different sources of information. Don't just watch CNN and MSNBC. But then when you say, Oh, the mainstream media is lying. Uh, don't use Google. Don't Facebook is, um, the algorithm is rigged. They look at you like you're a psycho. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're a Q psychopath. You're a Trump. You're brainwashed by Trump. And it's like, no, they've painted this narrative that if you question anything mainstream or look for alternative journalism, you're brainwashed. You're crazy. You're an insurrectionist sympathizer. And that's exactly what they want. People who are not open to alternative views or different independent journalists who won't even give it a chance will be the type of people who will push this anti-Trump culture, domestic terrorism narrative and support it. Yeah. So here's an expert about uh, Adam Schiff's bill from The Hill. It says Schiff's bill includes numerous civil liberties protections to prevent misuse, including a requirement that the attorney general or a deputy certify that crimes committed were intended to intimidate or coerce the civilian population or to influence government policy before charges may be brought. So that's pretty broad, to be fair. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, okay. so who's going to be the new attorney general? Well, I did a little digging and the guy who is being nominated is Merrick B. Garland. I don't know if anyone really remembers him, but he was a judge back in 2016. Obama tried to, uh, 2016, yeah, yeah, 20, 
yeah, 2016 that Obama tried to move up to Supreme Court justice, but he got snubbed and uh, they put Bork up, or Bork, Borks, Borks, Bork, 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 whatever, <laughs> Bork. that dude, Bork, that guy, he, they put him up there instead and he got fucking shredded. So this dude got snubbed for Supreme Court justice and he is uh, currently a sitting judge on the appeals court, uh, one of the, like the second highest court in the land in I believe DC. Um, so he got nominated, Merrick, Merrick B. Garland got nominated to be the new AG general or the attorney general. And a little background on him. He's considered a moderate centrist judge. Uh, progressive and liberals aren't really too happy about him being nominated because he hasn't really judged on any like racial or social justice cases, which is kind of whatever. But come to find out, Mr. Attorney General nominated nominee uh, tends to rule on criminal cases about like civil liberties being encroached on or being uh, violated and more times than not and i shit you not literally like nine times out of ten he sides with the government so the three things that he ruled on to allow is super PACs against citizens united so he's one of the reasons why we have big money in politics um another one was and i would say this is the biggest one is he was one of the three unanimous judges who ruled against detainees in uh, in Gitmo in Guantanamo Bay. So these lawyer defendant lawyers or de- yeah defendant how what is it defendant lawyers criminal criminal lawyers or whatever oh, they're basically attorney yeah that's the word I was looking for thank you these criminal defense attorneys are trying to their arguments were that their clients weren't actually Al-Qaeda members and that they were in there wrongly. And I shit you not, not even 22 seconds after the defense tried to um, lay out their argument, Garland interrupted and said, just because they had really strong arguments that they are not now using doesn't mean the ones that are left are not pretty strong. So he's saying that the prosecutors stopped uh, like kind of dropped all their arguments on why these people need to stay in and this judge was like oh, no 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 i'm still gonna side with the prosecutors they need to stay and get get bow yeah even so, though there's evidence and strong evidence at that that they should be released no nah, it's too bad just stay and get mo like what the fuck there you go yeah they're preparing yeah, yeah. it for us yeah and then just come to find out uh, Merrick Garland was also one of the prosecutors on the Oklahoma City bombing case. And Which he was volunteered- carried out by quote unquote white supremacists who were yeah, I don't- anti government. The thing between yeah. Tim- uh, the thing about Timothy McVeigh is that he is a white supremacist who was a army vet against big government and he felt pretty much anti establishment. Which is kind of scary. Obviously, he's a domestic terrorist. If you don't believe any conspiracy theories, obviously he was horrific. It was the biggest terrorist attack in our country before 9-11. But the parallels are kind of jarring. And at what point are they going to start comparing like the Capitol riot or these Trump rallies to something such as the Oklahoma City bombing and take those steps? They killed Timothy McVeigh like with a quickness. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and you know, that's kind of, that's a scary thing too. It, this guy has 
obviously like there's like some uh, articles that I came across about how like the OKC bombing really shaped this uh, shaped Garland and made him him and made him into who he is now. And that's probably why he's, you know, he judges the way he judges on all these uh, criminal cases uh, in sides with the government. Like if we had an attorney general like that, who has a vendetta against quote unquote domestic terrorism mm-hmm. and Adam Schiff's civil liberty protections is to have the attorney general sign off <laughs> on these on these charges like it's not good you know it no it's the, the we're going to we're going to have to do a whole episode about this where i we really start digging into Merrick's um Merrick's background and then also into the Oklahoma City bombing because there are a lot of conspiracy theories behind it. I'm not I'm not familiar with it. I'm gonna have to you know I'm gonna have to really jump down that rabbit hole. But I feel like this is a, an important conversation to have because the goalposts are always moving. You know, Timothy McVeigh did like Jasmine said. Timothy McVeigh did an awful thing, and so many people died. And we're not saying like we're sympathizing with him or anything. But the goalposts are gonna start moving, and we're gonna start labeling. Um, you know, normal ass people, domestic terrorists, and we're all going to end up being in the fucking gulags because we're dis- we're political descendants and we're opposition. Exactly. So, like Timothy McVeigh was obviously anti-establishment, anti-government. So, are they going to say that the dude who was sitting in the Capitol with the horns is equivalent to McVeigh? So, McVeigh's an actual domestic terrorist. Who, if you don't think he was like MK Ultra or anything, and you believe the narrative, yes, he is a domestic terrorist, white supremacist. But at what point is now Brandon Straka going to be considered a Timothy McVeigh? At, you know, you know, like, do you have to do something as horrific as bomb a government building to be considered a terrorist? They're painting out all of these people at the Capitol as insurrectionists who were going to kill our government officials. That is outrageous. And another yeah. thing that's pretty ironic about this, or funny, I guess I should say, is none of those people have been charged with treason or insurrection. None of them. They've been charged with unlawful entry and um, disorderly things conduct. Such as that. But where are these charges for treason and insurrection? If they truly could prove or show factual information that this was all planned out as a legitimate attempt to overthrow our government why is no one being charged with such claims well as far as i'm aware domestic terrorism isn't a federal crime right now what (laughs) yeah yeah i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that's what it is that's why they're pushing so hard uh that's why they're so pushing so hard for adam schiff's bill i'm double which you know is gonna pass yeah considering they yeah every aspect of our government anything they want to pass will pass which is what is really scary about this whole thing (laughs) the storming of the capital by trump supporters a number of whom openly identified with white supremacists and neo-nazi groups has so far produced nearly 120 west 20 arrests but is unclear how many how many may be prosecuted as terrorist acts under federal law, domestic terror charges may be brought for assaulting or impending, impeding federal employees, threats against the president, knowingly entering or remaining in restricted buildings or grounds, importation and storage of explosives for global disorder and making threatening communications. 
So first okay, of all, so should everybody who occupied Nancy Pelosi's office with AOC be a domestic terrorist? By that definition, by this definition. Yeah, and same with the Kavanaugh thing. By that definition, this is all domestic terrorism. Yeah, but the charges that they brought for assaulting. That's such a thin line between protesting and domestic terrorism. Yeah, and that's and that's what Glenn that's what Glenn was talking about too. Like, all this is gonna do is make protesting harder. Like, if you and I decided to go protest outside, I don't know, Gavin Newsom's office, you know, and um, you know, and we went on their property, they can get us for domestic terrorism. Like, it just kind of depends how the law is written, but they're gonna make it so broad that it's just going to sweep everybody up. And then another thing, I remember when I was doing research for the COVID-19 vaccine um, and all the AI stuff that they're using to uh, to snuff out, quote unquote, disinformation, vaccine, dis- dis- uh, vaccine dif- uh, disinformation. So mm-hmm. the AI is called a primer and they use that to fight ISIS recruiting on like Twitter and everything. So they're going to use this AI knowingly against the American population. And then also with the NSA, like we all know that they're in our DMs, you know what I mean? But now they're really going to be in our fucking DMs and they're really going to, it's just. Yeah. I got that message yesterday randomly. That was like, just so you know, if you unsend a message, we can still use it against you. I was like, Oh, okay. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for the heads up. What? Yeah. And then how can they sense uh, sarcasm through messages? That was another um, thought I had. If people go into court and are trying to stir up reasonable doubt, at what point can you say that was just a meme or I was sarcastic? Like the guy who got arrested for saying he wanted to, I don't even want to say this on our podcast. He wanted to hurt Nancy Pelosi. And he said it through a text message. He was not even at the Capitol, but somebody, one of his friends called the feds and said that he was planning to go to the Capitol, but couldn't make it there. They got him in a hotel room and he had guns, which was like a nine millimeter and an AR or something, which isn't that crazy. If you're a gun person, you know, that's not like you're armed to the teeth. And he had sent a text message to one of his friends that he wanted to S-H-O-O-T, Nancy Pelosi, with, like, a clown emoji. They arrested him as he was actually going to try and assassinate her. So, wait, was he going to try and... Oh, they arrested him as if he was going to do that? Or was he going to do that? Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I remember that. He never said, like, I was planning on doing this. He was going to go to the Capitol... He planned to go to the Capitol. He never even made it there at all to the uh, insurrection or anything. He didn't even make it to D.C., I don't believe. And then his family or friends called the feds and said that he had planned to go there. And they found him, arrested him, said he had guns in his possession and used his phone as proof that he was going to assassinate her. Yeah, that's I don't know how like that's fucking crazy. Like, because, you know, I always joke about how I'm going to go into politics and be in, like, go just strictly into the house so I can bully AOC. Like, yeah, me and saying so what that, if you said the wrong thing? Obviously, you're not like, I'm going to go and attack somebody. But what if you're like, God, this person's an idiot. I'm going to whatever. And then you are a second, 
you believe in the second amendment and you carry a gun. Oh, they stop you. And then they point, Oh, they had a gun. They sent a incriminating text. They were going to assassinate somebody. How, how do you know that he wasn't being shitty and just making a sarcastic shitty remark and a hype. It's a hyperbole. Yeah. Which we're allowed to do. Yeah. And, and he and was from Colorado. So we had some weed on him. And so they arrested him on federal drug and gun charges as well. That's fucking insane. He had like an and, eighth of weed or something and a gun. I'm about to yeah, pull that article up actually. And yeah, see what even happened with that. The crazy thing about all of this to me is just how neighbors, friends, and family are turning people in. Like that's the shit that you hear in 1984. Like family, like kids are turning in their boomer parents because they just want internet clout. You know what I mean? He was like, denied being, release. That's fucking A insane. federal judge has ordered a Colorado resident to be held in detention after being charged for threatening House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. FBI agents arrested Cleveland Grover Meredith Jr. a week ago inside a hotel room in D.C. Okay, so I guess he did make it to D.C. Uh, Meredith have, had given them consent to search his text messages. And they had found a message to a friend that said he threatened to, quote, unquote, put a bullet in Pelosi's noggin on TV. Court documents say that they found a Glock 19 pistol and hundreds of rounds of ammunition. Okay. That escalated really quick. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, okay. I don't know. You don't have guns, so you're not like a super gun person yet, but hundreds of rounds of ammunition is not that much. Especially when they're on machine gun turrets. <laughs> I know. Just ask Nancy. Yeah, no, just ask really, Nancy. especially with a nine millimeter, like we have I mean, I'm in Arizona though, so obviously the laws are different with all of that, but people who shoot recreationally or go hunting or just even for home protection normally have a stockpile of ammunition if you go out shooting for a couple hours you could easily go through 100 200 bullets so a nine millimeter and a, a couple hundred rounds of ammo i mean yeah i could see that being sketchy but the fact that he gave them his phone and was an open book and they found shitty messages and are holding him without bail in federal courts i don't know i i mean well, he wasn't even at the capitol i just feel like it said he was in D.C., though. What are the gun laws in D.C.? Because speaking going back, speaking of gun laws in D.C., I know that Garland was one of the judges who reheard a case about um, banning uh, pistols in civilian homes in D.C. Like he didn't rule against it, but he is known to be anti 2 way also. I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> OK, they so, said that um, he should remain in jail because of drug use which was marijuana and mental illness and that they have evidence against him which was his text messages his public defender said he should be released because he's not a flight risk and he's had no previous charges and has never been charged with violence so they denied the motion and he's still in custody and he actually has a hearing set for tomorrow yeah, that's when uh, I think Stra Straka has a hearing for today or tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to follow up on that case. Here's a picture of the guy. Oh, he literally. What? 
Shraka's uh, case is just appalling. And like I said, like I said earlier, what really just gets me is how everybody's snitching on each other and they're just willingly adding the FBI for internet clout. Like I don't, I, I can't wrap my head around that. And then also like with the red flag laws, you know about those, right? Like yeah. if you say something, say something. Like yeah. that's just that's just breeding snitch culture, and that's the thing. Like that's one of the big things in Soviet Russia is people would turn in other people for. Um, you know, just to be in the, not the limelight, but to be on the good side of the government. And from the book, The Gulag Archipelago, the, the first chapter is about all the arrests. And it gets to the point that he's talking about how the KGB would just arrest anyone. And all these civilians would just be like, oh, they'll figure it out in court. You know, I didn't do anything. Me, it wasn't me. I didn't do anything. And they'd be disappeared and sent to concentration camps. <laughs> like, and, know, they, and they, the they, thing is the see something, say something narrative doesn't even work half the time. Like for school shootings, people have said something, saw things, said them, and they don't do shit. Like the Parkland shooter, his neighbors had called the police on them multiple times. He had warnings from school. He was suspended for threatening to kill people. Yet... And the FBI knew about him, yet they did nothing. So why now somebody sends a mean tweet, they're going to come storm your house? Yeah. Because, well, the guy. Okay, was- maybe this guy is fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm actually reading like more things of what he said. And I think his uncle's the one that turned him in. He said, headed to DC with a shit ton of 556 armor piercing ammo, purple devil emoji. His uncle replied, that comment you made about Pelosi, what the fuck are you thinking? Get real, nephew. He said, psychological warfare. I've been on the radar for a while now. They know I'm harmless. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we just, I I hope everyone appreciates this fact checking and our shifting of opinion on this guy. (laughs) I don't think, okay, maybe this guy is fucking crazy. So maybe I'm wrong. He says, okay, whoa. He said he's going to run that. C-U-N-T Pelosi over while she chews on her gums. She's a dead bee walking and he predicts that within 12 days people are going to die. He texted a photo of himself wearing a black face covering and wrote, I'm going to walk around D.C. FKG with people yelling a la Akbar. <laughs> um, okay. He said his spy name is Double O Dipshit. <laughs> So, okay, yeah, keep this motherfucker in lockup, maybe. Not just for oh, yeah. Pelosi, but for society. Oh, yeah. Also, um, I forgot to mention that Biden wrote the original Patriot Act back in 1994. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I forgot, by the way. And then yeah, comes out of Patriot, uh, Patriot Act 2.0. Tulsi actually called him an enemy of the people for this. He is an enemy of the people. Turning your military on the people on your on the people is by definition fascism (laughs) like and i don't even like i don't even know where to start when it comes to like when it comes to this like my brain is like going a thousand miles a minute because it's like all this shit that i'm learning about um communism and everything that i've been learning about mussolini like we are heading into even more of police state and people are just totally okay with it because they are afraid. And, you know, I would be afraid too, if I wasn't so, I mean, because they're afraid of white supremacy or whatever. Like, I guess I would be afraid too, like uh, me from like six years ago, 
if I wasn't paying attention. But now that I am paying attention to what the what the fuck is going on, I'm trying to scream from the rooftops like this is this is serious, you guys. Like this, what defines what defines a white supremacist? By most people, like by most people on the left's definition, white supremacy. I would be a white supremacist. I'm not a white supremacist. I think everybody fucking sucks. No one's supreme. No race is supreme. We're all fairly equal. You know, when you really when you really break it down, some people are more equal than others. Unfortunately, everybody has biases. Essentially, everyone has. Yeah, everyone has biases. Everyone has. Everyone's a bigot. Like that's nobody is superior to anybody. Is my thought. I mean, that's your thought too. Obviously, we're not white supremacists. We're not even white. Yeah, we're white past. We're multinational or multiracial white supremacists. No, but really, that's why like 75 million Americans are being treated as if they are the enemy and that they need to be silenced. And that kind of actions will cause people to snap, will cause people to act out, feel unheard. And do some crazy shit. I mean, there are some people out there who are obviously unhinged and who do follow certain conspiracies or have delusions who may see this and it creates more danger. You know, it feeds into what they want to happen. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just, it's an instigation. That's really what all this is, is it- like you said there's people there's fringe groups on either side they all they're all fucking awful but silencing an entire side or demonizing an entire ideology this is how you breed extremism extremism like it's it's um it's basically isis yeah it's <laughs> you know textbook it, on what happens when you do this and if you yeah. start calling people radicals and you allow one side the far left antifa people who are self-proclaimed Marxists to run amok, burn down businesses and treat that as freedom of speech and expression. And then you demonize another side, they're going to start acting like those people who are accepted. I'm pretty sure the people storm the Capitol because they are saying that they're the voice of the unheard. If they can do it, why can't we do it? We have to start acting like the left. but I've seen people say things like, if the left can do it, why can't the right? Or look, Antifa's getting things done. That's how we have to do it. Peaceful protest isn't working. So if they really want to unify this country, Joe Biden, who constantly talks about unity and how he's a president for the country and not just the left or the right, he needs to step up and condemn the violence on the left. He needs to step up and condemn the violence on the right and say, No, any violence, any rioting is wrong. We are not going to have a theatrical impeachment of a a past president. That is a waste of time. And we're not going to be talking about domestic terrorism on our own people. 75 million people are not terrorists. Until he does that, I don't believe for a second he wants unity. Yeah. And it's like speaking about the domestic terrorism thing, it's like if domestic terrorism was such an issue, they would be going after gangs like huge gangs in like LA and Chicago. And I mean, they just finally labeled MS-13 as a terrorist group, but, but you know what I mean? Apparently to be concerned about MS-13. Yeah. 
Like that's actual homegrown terrorism is being afraid to go out in your neighborhood at night because you don't want to get caught up in a fucking uh, drive by or something like that. Having to put a sign on your business that says we support BLM. Don't hurt us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I like I said, I like it's really hard for me to kind of sum up what my uh, thoughts are but I'm going to at least attempt it. Like, this is all intentional. This is all intentional. They're silencing of the right, the condemning of the right. They're breeding extremism so they can usher in uh, a ter- a even more tyrannical police state. And people want it. You know, people are clamoring for it. I posted an article in the Russian Disinformation Channel about how the argument for a domestic terrorism uh, bill you know what I mean? Like there, and, and in my head, it's like, there's no argument for it. Like we cannot do this to our own people. People are entitled to their shitty opinions. People are entitled to their shitty I- ideologies. And the only way to battle that is to have, to, uh, to have them be heard. You know what I mean? Have them be heard and have a debate and have them be proven wrong. Yeah. You're going to get the lone wolves who go and shoot up a school or, you know, bomb something, but that, single instance of destruction isn't worth and my I, I i don't think it's worth us getting stripped of our rights and having the government uh uh what's uh, what's you know big brothering us no you know and the thing is they're breeding fear and yeah. paranoia and people are so easy to give up their rights when they're scared look at the patriot yeah. act 9-11 happened and i mean look at tsa was formed they wanted us to uh, be heard through our emails, our phone calls. They wanted to give up our justices and liberties in the name of safety. And that's kind of what's going on right now. So speaking of domestic terrorism, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security has sent out an email to some individuals that states this. DHS issues a National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin. The Acting Secretary of Homeland Security has issued a National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin today after consultation with the intelligence community and law enforcement partners. There is currently a heightened threat environment across the United States that is likely to persist over the coming weeks. DHS does not have any information to indicate a specific or credible plot. However, violent riots have continued in recent days and we remain concerned that individuals frustrated with the exercise of governmental authority and the presidential transition, as well as other perceived grievances and ideological causes fueled by false narratives, could continue to mobilize a broad range of ideologically motivated actors to incite or commit violence. So that's kind of alarming. Yeah, and they're basically just painting, you know, setting up the narrative right now. Like, we have no, we have no sources we have no evidence suggesting anything, but we're going to say this anyway. Yeah. And that's I not going to cause that. fear. So they're pretty yeah, much saying exactly. we have no credible threats, but we just have a heightened sense that because of the transition, there's going to be violence. I don't know about you, but have you heard of any violent riots in the past couple of days besides Antifa? No. So there I'm hasn't been any what they're saying with the presidential transition and false ideological ideas and narratives because the only things I've heard about has been Antifa literally trashing the Pacific Northwest like they've been doing the last seven months. Longer than that. 
I think but, they yeah. are kind of upset that the quote unquote armed protests across the nation didn't happen. Well, there were um, armed protests, the but they were the boogaloos. Yeah, and they did it right. I'm surprised nothing really fucking came of that. And they specifically but, said we are anti-Trump. So they're yeah. like, oh fuck. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't fit into the narrative. And that's and that's the thing. It's like how how can I say this? Like how do you like how do you point out to people like, hey, they're setting up the narrative right now. Like, oh, fucking perfect example. People being forced to follow the new White House. Oh, the yeah. New White, the new White House Instagram. Like, I put, I talked about this on my story. It, it's conditioning. Like, this is a normal marketing tactic that the more you see something, regardless if it's positive or not, the more you see of something, the more that you're going to associate a positive connotation to it. And eventually you're going to start developing positive feelings to it. And it's going to, um, and you're going to think of that feeling as organic. You know what I mean? So oh they're God. just, Sign yeah, up. here we go. Uh, oh my goodness. I see whenever we start talking about this stuff, I'm like, oh my God, help me. Okay. So I guess China, speaking of narratives and um all of that how uh joe biden just rejoined the who they're very pro-china they have stated that it is too early to decide if china was the origin of the coronavirus and now china is spreading a theory that the coronavirus was created in an american lab and that a u.s created vaccine is killing the elderly So now Ugh. is the theory going to flood back to the who saying, oh, it's too early to tell if this was started in China. And now all of a sudden the Trump administration did this. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a whole different fucking episode with China <laughs> I, and the who. <laughs> I just feel like they're setting up they. Whenever I say they are, people are like, who's they? Oh, they. The deep state. <laughs> the duh no but i just feel like with that homeland security bulletin coming out today and all these executive orders going through and um schiff really pushing for this domestic terrorism law it's just really unsettling and it honestly should be unsettling for everybody not just if you vote trump everyone should be afraid and i'm not being hyperbolic about that we should all be terrified about what's about to happen in the next you know i, w I wouldn't even say four years i would say we should be terrified about what's going to happen in the next six months because in the trajectory that it's going it's going to get fucking bad it's gonna yeah get i bad. mean over 40 executive orders in week one on top of the fact that people are just pissed on both sides antifa's not going anywhere people are probably outraged on the right and I don't know. I feel like it's just time to. It's a keg. It's a powder keg. Yeah. It's time to just realize like, hey, this shit's about to go down. Open your mind, open your eyes. And just, I mean, it is know that it is okay to question things. Know that it is okay to use your voice while we still can. And just try and I'm going to sound like a liberal hippie, but love each other and try to look past the differences and have intelligent conversations where your viewpoint is questioned. Read different news sources. I read MSM. I read liberal leaning news. I see liberal leaning opinions and I actually try and see it from their side, even if it's stupid, 
even if it's ridiculous, I feel like the most important thing we can do right now is listen to people on all spectrums, far left, centrist, right, everybody should be listened to so that we can try and like you've said a million times, find that common ground before it's too late. And we're sectioned off into these two different types of groups. God damn it. You have a phone call. <laughs> what the fuck? Do you have a landline? My grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> it's Q. I know. <laughs> the FBI. It's the FBI. It's Adam Schiff. It was my FBI agent. <laughs> Delete that now. <laughs> anyway, there's a good point to wrap it up. Love each other, you guys. And just love each other, listen to each other, and try not to be a dumbass. No promises. Anyway, (laughs) so we're going to sign off now. This is Austin. And this is Jasmine. And this is Russian disinformation.